a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Welcome back after a long time away, Rebels and Imperials, to Force Coast, Coast to Coast. My name is Brian. With me, as always, are Matt and Liz. We are back from our unplanned vacation, which was not a vacation for anyone. We were all working very hard. <laughs> we were very busy, and that's why we couldn't podcast. But we are back, and we're going to be more regular going into the fall because there's lots of Star Wars stuff coming out in the next few months. And um, we're going to sort of preview the Ahsoka series at the end of this episode. But first, we have not spoken since the end of The Bad Batch, and so um, I don't remember exactly where we left off talking about The Bad Batch. I just want to talk about The Bad Batch Season 2 in general. Um, I know, Matt, <laughs> you had said the end of the season was a huge bummer. <laughs> because well, you... I, I had stopped watching one episode shy, so for me, the season ended with them finding a new planet. They helped save it from a wave. They all got together. Um, Tech was finding some romantic uh, entanglements of his own. And it really was all coming together really happily. And then the finale happened and it was dark. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a dark end to the series to the season rather. Um, Liz, what did you think of the end of the of the season? Well, to be perfectly honest, it's been so long since I watched it, I don't remember. <laughs> and I didn't take any notes. <laughs> uh, so if, you re- if you recall, uh, one of the uh, clone troopers, was it Echo dies? Nope, Tech. Tech, tech dies. I See, it's been a while since I watched it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that. How do I not remember? He like, they're on these like um monorail cars yes. things. Monorail. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, there's a botched uh saving of uh not hunter. Oh my gosh. Crosshair. Because mm. Crosshair um after risking his life to save a clone trooper and then scolded for it, shoots and kills an officer in a great moment. Um, and then they try to save him. Doesn't work great. Um, tech gets killed and it ends up in a prisoner exchange where, um, Omega is now in the hands of the Imperials. Mm. And we find out that Omega has, uh, a sister clone. Mm, yeah. mm-hmm. That I remember. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Which makes it weird why they care about her, but that's not important. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that will all be explained in a very logical yeah. way that we'll have no issue with whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> somehow, I mean, somehow Palpatine returns. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yes, we're yes. building. We're, this is the somehow. Yes, exactly. Um, that's a very good point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's been uh, it's been a minute. But generally, what do we think of that second season? I'll, I'll start because I, I I wrote about every episode as it was coming out. So I. I gave lots of digital space to this series, and I not mental space because you couldn't remember who died. Well, exactly. Look, when you're writing about this shit, it's a churn, man. Right? You just you, got, you can't let anything live with you for too long, or else it just bogs you down. Um, but no, I um, 
I thought that the second season was a huge improvement on the first season. Mm-hmm. And I think that by the end of the second season, the show seemed to have a an idea about what it was that I don't think was there for the first year and maybe third of this season. Like, it finally realized, oh, here are the things that we care about. Here are the things that matter to the show. And maybe let's start forgetting some of the stuff that isn't quite as important to us. Because um, those last few episodes felt like there was a, there was no fat on the bone at all. It was It was just very much... We were getting stuff with the interpersonal relationships between the clones. We were getting mm-hmm. some some little bit of larger like Star Wars universe stuff, but there wasn't those episodes where you could tell from the beginning, oh, this is a meaningless episode where they're going to go on this little hunt for a MacGuffin and it's not going to mean anything. All of those mm-hmm. kind of went away like halfway through the second season, and they just focused on what the show was always best at. Yeah, agreed. It allowed the season two allowed anyone other than echo to be a character they all were just weird um rpg stereotypes and nothing beyond that uh season two allowed them to kind of flesh themselves out a little bit yes um i i definitely agree with that liz what did you think if you can remember back that far (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I think I enjoyed season two more, and I I agree with what both of you said. I I, I will say, I, just in general, I feel like it's a show I'm generally watching out of perhaps Star Wars obligation. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> it's a not <laughs> show I'm particularly enjoying, but I will continue to watch. Um, and I, I feel like maybe... I. Out of the animated shows, I feel like they do lean in heavily. It seems like at the end, they really turn out strong, and maybe that'll happen with Bad Batch, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I definitely think... So the only one of the animated shows that I still have not watched in its totality is Star Wars Resistance. Oh, yeah, I have not watched that. Um, I watched some of the first season, and it just didn't really jibe with me. I'll go back and watch it one time, uh, sometime rather. But I feel like with all of, with 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 Rebels with, and with Clone Wars and with Bad Batch, it took a little bit of time for them to figure out sort of what the show actually is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But once it gets there, I have generally agreed with the decisions the shows have, the shows have made. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know there are probably some people who wish there was more like cute stuff in the Clone Wars. Like that that Clone Wars movie, that first thing, they really play into like the baby uh hut and how cute that is and all that. Mm. And then all mm-hmm. that stuff kind of goes away after a while and you realize like, oh, that was just the placeholder until they figured out what was going on. I'm sure there are people who wish there was more of that stuff, but that's not me, right? I am really happy with the way that the show's evolved. And I'm still happy with the way the show's evolved. Mm. Um yeah, any any lingering Bad Batch thoughts? Do we know how many seasons this is supposed to be? Because they've started. It. Okay, because they've started capping them. Okay, so one more. Do we have any idea where we think it's going to end up? That's a really good question. So, 
we don't know the fate of any of these clones. I mean, we we presume that Tech is dead, but who knows what next season will bring, right? Um, mm-hmm. But it's not like like when when Clone Wars came back for that final season, you knew that Rex was going to be okay because you saw Rex in Rebels. Mm-hmm. But we have no idea if these characters survive beyond this. We don't really know the politics of the clone stuff after us. That's the stuff I actually really liked at the end of the season was sort of the dealing with the political machinations of the clones. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we don't know. There's a lot of unknown about what happened with the clones themselves. So I, I don't know where it goes, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it dovetails a little bit with some of the with with the, with the show like Andor I'm not I mean we're not going to have Andor appear on the show but like I wouldn't be surprised if some of the some of the questions that are coming up in Andor wouldn't arise in the last season of this show also yeah i mean Rem- saw pulls this rebels and andor together yes so he it it is not only in the shared Star Wars universe, but in that same um, gritty rebellion end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Liz, any thoughts about where where the season might go? Um, to be perfectly honest, I haven't really thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, that's, that's a fair answer. Uh, I think... Uh, what I'm curious about in in sort of this discussion is, do we think that with the Ahsoka show on the horizon, which is essentially Rebels season six, they've established mm. right season five, yeah. season six, six. How many? How many seasons did Rebels get? Five. Uh, was it four? I think it was, so. This is Rebel season. F- this yeah. is Rebel <laughs> season five. Then whatever it is, it depends on if you're doing the ordering on Google because then it counts each of the movies that was the premiere uh, as its own season. It's so annoying. No, uh, regardless, this is we we. It seems like Ahsoka is just the next season of Rebels, but live action. Mm-hmm. My question is, are they going to still do these type of animated series, or are we seeing all this stuff move into live action now? Mm. It- that's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Do, yeah. Does the the animated become Visions, Tales of the Jedi, and Young Jedi? What What is the new one? With I have not one? watched that at all yet. Young Jedi Chronicles, I think it's called, or something mm-hmm. along those lines. I haven't watched mm-hmm. it yet. But that's like a, that's a show that's too young even for my kids. Yeah. Like, I think it's, I think it's meant for, um, like, pre-K age kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which is crazy because then those kids grow up and realize, oh, all those characters die. Yep, <laughs> every one of them. Slaughter by Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> really hate Anakin. I mean, there's still like a, a decent amount of animated shows, but it seems like the target audience maybe is a bit different. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, we're moving more towards live action in terms of, yeah, target audience, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like when it when the animated stuff first came back in um, the Samurai Jack Clone Wars series, right. um, it was 
their way of playing around and making Star Wars dark and making Star Wars feel closer to some of the expanded universe stuff that had been lost with the prequels. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it gave them this kind of sandbox to play around saying, hey, it's mass market because it's animated, but ends up being real gritty, real dark stories, dark characters. Um, and I wonder if they just don't have to play that game anymore. They, if you can, if point. you can make Andor, you don't have to make a you know Han Solo animated series that has those same tones, but looks like it's supposed to be for kids. Right. Yeah. yeah. Good point. That that is an excellent excellent point. But speaking of the ways that advertise the advertising, my goodness, animation. Who's tired here? That animation <laughs> is changing in the Star Wars universe. Uh, we we had not talked about Star Wars Visions season two. Uh, this season, unlike last season, did animation studios from all over the world, not just from Japan. And so we got a really interesting, big vision of sort of what Star Wars can be in the mm -hmm. hands of these different studios. And so we're not going to talk about all of them because there's what, uh, there was, I think, nine of them. Mm -hmm. I just want to talk about maybe one one or two that you guys particularly enjoyed and if there's one you didn't enjoy. I'll say this. I liked all these episodes. I would say seven of the nine I thought were... I would want to see continuations of seven of the nine of them. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to think of the two that you didn't. Yeah, I know. So am I. That's what I'm I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I, I, I'm looking now. Uh, I'm, I, again, I reviewed this when it came out, so I have to think back on this. Um, one of them was, I think it was the one called The Pit, which felt oh, to me uh, very, yeah. that felt like a bad episode of Clone Wars. Not bad episode. Like oh, I loved The Pit. <laughs> oh, no, no, no not, not The Pit. I'm sorry. No, not The Pit. No, 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 no. Uh, the, the Bands of Golok. That's the one. Um, the hell's that? Which that was that? the one about, like, <laughs> there, there was the kid who was force sensitive oh, and, the, and the sibling was trying on to on the was, train. Yes. On the train that all of these felt like new things in Star Wars. This one felt particularly like an old thing in Star Wars. Hmm. I just didn't feel it was, it was d too different. That was my, uh, my take on that one. And then there's one other one. Where was it? Uh, the, the fuzzy bunnies. I think I liked the fuzzy bunnies. Eileen thought the singing was creepy. Hey, maybe. Oh, which, one, which one was the Fuzzy Bunnies? <laughs> the the final one, the one where the uh, girl is able to sing and purify the crystals. Okay, yes. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, well, while I try and think of the one I didn't like, what else did you guys like? Which one did... You know uh, what? I, one... Go ahead, Matt. Go, Liz. No, Liz, go. No, I was just going to say, it's been a while since... I'm going to say it's been a few weeks since I watched these, mm -hmm. and the one that sticks out most in my mind that I remember I, just w before we even talked about them was the one with the two sisters um, with the stars in the sky that's mm -hmm. painting that were trying to defend their yes. planets. Um, the Empire like basically just you know colonized their planet for water. Um, I, that one stuck with me the most. Um, I did like it when I watched it as well. Um, so yeah, I, I feel was... like 
Yeah. So I, I you know, when I, I feel like the story is something I, that can, you know, apply to the real world. Um, I like the story of the two sisters as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the one by the, uh, the Korean animation team, the, um, where the girl comes from the planet where they read the prophecies off the yes. stones and yeah, then ends up going back to that world. And, um, that one's pretty neat realizing that the force is not good or evil. It's all connected. Yeah. That's a very bad thing. Yeah. Yes. Well, that, well, <laughs> and the other one, not shockingly, the very first one mm-hmm. where she, um, embraces her dark side and becomes more than just Sith or Jedi and becomes a master of her own destiny. Um, also that one was just freaking beautiful. Um, that's the one where she's painting the picture yes. and can't get rid of the darkness. That one blew my mind um, how beautiful that was. Yeah. I, I will I will, um, I will. say only one of them would I not want to watch. That was the Bandits of Golak. That was the one that I didn't love. Looking back on these, I like the other eight quite a bit. Um, <laughs> it, uh, you know what's funny? What's that? You just told us which one that was. Mm-hmm. I do. I forgot it already. I Hiding the four sensitive know. sibling on the train. Oh, okay. Yes. And I think part of exactly what you were talking about, I think it's beautiful. And I love that they're bringing in um, a non-Western European yes. uh, idea of space. But it did feel like we've seen that story a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. My favorite one was the second one, uh, Screechers Reach. Which it starts with almost like a Stand By Me vibe where the kids are like going off to see something they shouldn't see. But they don't realize that they're bringing the one girl to basically become a Sith. Oh, yeah. That one's good. Mm-hmm. That one was really good. I, the, I, I thought that there was just gorgeous animation. It was really sad and really beautiful. It was There were parts that were scary in it. Like, that one was really, really good. And... Um, I have to say, I did not expect to like the Ardman Studio, which is the Wallace and Gromit people. Uh, I didn't expect to like that one as much as I did, but that one was really fun. Mm-hmm. They were all fun. It was really good. Uh, Liz, I'm curious what you thought of ver- season one versus season two. Did you appreciate season one's? Not that they were all alike, because every studio was bringing things different, but there was more of a consistent anime tone versus this one, which had a more uh, you know varied. A group of animators working on it. Yeah, that's what I was curious because I didn't, you know, necessarily remember exactly how varied the animation was in the first season, and I felt like there was such a great variation in this second season. Um, even just between the first three episodes. Oh man, I wonder what I'm in for in this next episode. So it was fun just to see where we were headed in terms of, you know, what these were going to look like visually. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we went through each one, I'm like, oh, which one do I like the most? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I liked all of the animation, I think. Yeah. It was just kind of cool to see all of the things mm-hmm. that could be done, um, you know, to illustrate these different stories. Yeah. it was. It, I think it just added an element of fun to the season. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And Matt, then the you, first you're, one... You're the biggest anime <clears throat> guy, so I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the same thing. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, they, the first one really was a love letter to all the different styles of um, Japanese animation, um, from really heavy, heavy hitter studios to the idea there was some very old school, like 19, 
80s looking, um, some very 2000s, some very stylistic. So it really pulled from all the edges of um, Japanese anime, mm -hmm. uh, which I thought was good and um, had its own meaning because Star Wars is so influenced by that genre yes. um, that paying homage to it was awesome. But I think that season two was so much more powerful because it was able to draw from so many more experiences. And I think what they learned was, I would say it's 50-50 in season one, which of those it is a pilot for something else mm -hmm. and which of them are total stories. And the ones that are total stories in season one are by far the better ones. Yes. And I would say all of these ones are entire stories. There is no more story to be told um, other than, you know, the going to flight school, Wallace and Gromit, which is fine. Right. But I don't think they were intending it to be, oh, let's make a book out of this. Let's make a movie out of this. Or some of the other ones kind of were, and they did. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it, it it was a. I like this season a lot. It was very fun. I hope they keep doing this show forever. Yes, I watching it. The I for me, it it gives me a real appreciation of what Star Wars is. And for me, Star Wars is best when it's this own kind of like mythology. Mm -hmm. So we see this idea. It's not about like the rule of two about you know the ins and outs of the politics of the council it's just this idea of there's good and there's bad and there's sometimes middle and there's conflict and let's watch the angles of it um which i really really loved and i have to say other than andor because we talked about how andor makes the empire scary yes. um the pit is probably the scariest the Empire's ever been. Yes, I'll in that too. The the cruelty and simple lack of compassion. Um, because it's not even anger directed towards anyone. It is just not giving a shit about the people you look over and that was that was terrifying. Yeah. It was real cool. It was it was like Junji Ito minus uh, Gore. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, uh, but just such a great show. Really, a, a, mm -hmm. a positive inclusion to the Star Wars universe. Um, and like I said, do it forever. Now, there's yeah, so many animation. There's so many animation studios out there. And so what I, what I thought was amazing was I researched every single studio when I was writing about it. And some of these studios had only produced like one or two short things before this. Mm -hmm. That wow. but they just they sought out like really new studios to work with. But I mean, look, you also you have Disney, you have Pixar. Do a Pixar short. Mm -hmm. The sky's the limit. Any animation studio, and I I would be happy to see these studios either reuse these concepts and make new stories with the same characters. Or do totally new, you know, let let the studio do another another crack at it, but make them do a totally different idea. You know, I'm 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 all for more of this. I'm very excited for what this means for Star Wars in general. Yes. Um. So, uh, we're moving now to the sort of hyping up 
Ahsoka part of the show. And Liz, you made a bold, big. Uh, you set yourself a, a nice big goal at the, end, the beginning of the summer, which was you were going to watch all of Rebels, aside from I think seasons one and two you had already seen, and read all the Thrawn books. That is correct. <laughs> so I, I, you have one Thrawn book to go, correct? Uh, well, one and a half. One and a half. Okay. Yes. I, I believe in you. Thank you. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, um, but generally, how do you feel about Thrawn as a character? Before we get into Rebels as a show, excuse me. How do you feel about Thrawn as a character, having read so much Thrawn stuff? Um, I I feel like my main goal was ultimately to watch Rebels and see what he was like in the show, and I feel like I had an idea of what he was like. Um, I, just because he had existed already, um, I guess out there in the universe. Um, I, I feel like now I have some more background information about him and how he functions more so, um, because of the books, um, they delve more into perhaps his psyche, um, how he gets to know who he works with and who he works against. Mm-hmm. Um, he, how he likes to enjoy the art of different cultures in order to conquer them. Um, so I, I, and it's been interesting. Um, I, I think I mentioned earlier when we were talking how I'm reading the most recent trilogy now, mm-hmm. and I didn't necessarily enjoy the first book. I thought it was okay. Um, and it is interesting, you know, there are some characters that also appear in Rebels, which is always kind of fun um, to see those overlap. But in the second book, um, Thrawn is interacting with Vader and goes back in time and is interacting with Anakin. But when he's interacting with Vader, it seems like, I guess these are kind of spoilers if you haven't read the book, <laughs> it seems like he doesn't realize they're the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't made it too far. So, you know, I'm interested to see how that plays out. Um, so, I, you know, I, it's always interesting to just learn more about a, a character, and it seems like there is, I guess, a lot out there uh, regarding Thrawn. Uh, he does say perhaps a good deal. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Particularly in the books. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of one-word sentences. And he doesn't really necessarily maybe talk a lot. Um, but, I, you know, it's it's been a weird journey I've decided to embark upon. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you've read a couple of those books too, right? I have. I have. I haven't gotten through as many as Liz has. Um, but yeah, I've read them. They're, they're good. It's... It, it, it is the first time you really see an Imperial with any sort of mindset other than I'm going to conquer this galaxy to show everybody I'm not a, you know, limp dick pansy. Right. Uh, <laughs> or, or I am going to conquer the universe to, um, you know, learn the mystic arts of red swords. So yeah, it. Sure. Having having some sort of different idea is nice. Yeah. I'm really interested to get Liz's take on the original Timothy Zahn trilogy because those are the books that were my like doorway into obsessive Star Wars fandom when I was in middle school. 
and I've been afraid to reread them for fear that they will not be as great as I remember them. So uh, I, I'd rather hear it from you than anyone else, Liz. Are those books still good? Here's what I'll say. I enjoyed them, and I enjoyed them more than I thought I would. Okay. My brother read them when he was young. He loved them. He's rereading them now, and he said they're not as great as he remembered. Okay. Mm. okay. So I think if, you know, so I, I think there's that. Sure, um, sure. You know, but yeah, I, I enjoyed them. Um, I I liked them a lot. Um, I, I liked you know, the stories of characters we know um, in different situations. Obviously, it's not canon anymore. Um, but uh, I thought the writing was good, which mm-hmm. sometimes doesn't happen with Star Wars books. Right. No, Zahn is a, Zahn's a legitimately good writer. Yes. yes. And um, um, some of them I listened to on audiobook, and the audiobook guy, Mark something, I've heard his last name, is very good. So that helps oh, okay. also. That, that does help, yes. Um, yeah, I... I I'm curious if if you have any uh regret is the wrong word but is it weird to read the um is it weird to read all of these stories of characters that like obviously the the solo twins do not show up in modern continuity like was that a bummer at all to to read about these characters that you know don't exist anymore not necessarily. It was interesting because one of them's named Anakin, right? There's like an other kid named Anakin, I think. Like there's the twins and they have a third kid. Yes, that kid's Anakin, um, yeah. Yeah, so it was interesting to see that there were a few things that kind of made it through. Um, I thought that was interesting. Um, and I, I guess it's always interesting to see, you know, what could have been. Maybe it made me a little wistful full but i don't regret reading them i thought it was interesting just to see what was and then what became mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, i mean there there there's good and there's bad of the old stuff so you're yeah. you're treading in the good territory so yes there's so much of it too <laughs> mm-hmm. well that's yeah. the thing is i feel like you know i I feel like I knew a lot about Star Wars, but there is just so much Star Wars content out there. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Rebels. So, Liz, what had you watched before school let out this year? Like, had you watched seasons one and two? One and two, yes. So I think I watched, what was it, three, four, and five? Is that how it works? I forget. Something like that, or three and four. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think she watched, she watched two so that um, she could watch the final season of Clone Wars. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Correct. There will I mean, be you gotta, you gotta You got to get your heart ripped out <laughs> multiple times <laughs> from that series. Yes. So there were four seasons of, of, of Rebels. Um, oh, yeah. So I guess you watched the first two seasons beforehand and now the, the last two this summer. Yeah. Okay. So old haircut, new haircut. Yes. Uh, on him. Yes. Yeah. I was surprised. I was like, whoa, hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's a. Uh, I, I think that the last two seasons of Rebels are excellent. I know Matt agrees with me. I'm curious to hear what Liz says. I also agree. I feel like they were, 
I, I enjoyed the prior seasons, but I feel like the last two seasons were superior. Um, I, I thought they were better. Um, much like we said earlier, I feel like the later seasons of Clone Wars are superior as well. Um, I, I feel like, you know, the story really grows and they really uh, kick in with perhaps the emotional resonance. Um, and, you know, we get to see, obviously, you know, Ezra grow. Um, and, you know, we get to see Kanan grow as a, a mentor, as a teacher. Um, and obviously, as I mentioned, I did not expect him, this is a spoiler, to die. Right. Mm-hmm. Which was a very upsetting. Um, you know, and, I, and again, was, you know, I, I feel like perhaps, you know, in a very... I don't know. It felt like a very Star Wars way. You know, he sacrificed himself so everyone else could live. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like it was also, you know, a very Star Wars thing for, you know, Ezra to then struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and struggle with it in a way that connected with the Force. Um, and, you know, in the end, you know, he was tempted by... Um, Palpatine, you know, with his parents, mm-hmm. as you know, we've seen others before. Um, but you know, he made the choice we hoped he would. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I thought that was great, I, I thought that was um, an enjoyable ending. And I got to see the worlds between worlds, which, I, which I've heard about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, I, really weird stuff in the last season or two. Yeah, but it was all, like, enjoyable stuff. I didn't really say to myself, this is some, like, weird shit. Like, it was all, like, it all <laughs> felt like it kind of belonged there. I wasn't, I don't know, maybe I've just been yeah. reading and watching. You, did, you didn't immediately tweet, this isn't Star Wars. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. is, is that what happened? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, now people don't tweet it because it doesn't exist anymore, but. The actually generally, it right that, Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll put that vitriol all over the place. Trust me, it's gonna it's gonna come when Ahsoka comes out and they do I anything know. somewhat weird. Yeah. They're already mad there's a lot of women in it, so Yeah, a lot of yeah. <laughs> damn ladies. <laughs> um maybe it's because I just watched uh, an hour and forty minute movie about a seagull. Uh, maybe that's why. <laughs> also involving traveling through space and time. Yeah, exactly. See? So you were you were mentally prepared for it. You're like, yep. oh, I get this. It's perfect <laughs> speed. Yeah. Perfect speed. Um <laughs> But yeah, I did expect to see more Ahsoka in this in the series, um, just based on I guess people talking. Um, I, that was just sort of an expectation that I had that wasn't met. Not for better yeah. or worse, it was just something I kind of expected. Right. And I didn't really expect the season to end on um, them going off. I I didn't. Oh yeah. So I, I didn't expect. I don't know if I'm like just talking about plot here, but I, I didn't really expect to disappear. I didn't expect, you know, mm-hmm. them to go off looking. Um, so that was then they like to mention the Battle of Endor. <laughs> yeah, I, that was all sort of unexpected, and it makes more sense, I guess, when people are talking about how you know Ahsoka will be sort of a continuation of Rebels, mm-hmm. um, which is I. I, I interesting that that's where it's headed um yeah because i did see chopper i thought in the preview for ahsoka you saw chopper you saw hera you saw sabine um we saw i mean you saw chopper in um rogue one yeah oh Mm -hmm. yeah i'll have to rewatch that again for the 
and we saw and we saw Zeb in the Mandalorian this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we saw the ghost at the end of the Rise of Skywalker as mm-hmm. one of the ships that joins them uh, at Exegol. Mm-hmm. And so th- there has been a fair amount of of rebels filtering through, and part yeah. of that is that the rebels timeline is is convenient for the things that we do right that we're talking about like you know we don't exactly know how how long alien species live for in star wars but it's conceivable that somebody who was around around the time of a new hope would still be around at the time of rise of skywalker because we see characters on screen who who are doing exactly that right so Mm -hmm. you you figure han solo is probably contemporaneous in age with hera so it makes sense that if Han Solo, if if his own kid didn't, you know, shiv him in the gut, he would have made it <laughs> the same time frame essentially that uh, that Hera does. So that that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. Well, this is pre-Hera training a bunch of Nazis to uh, to fight in space. So. Ah. Excuse me. <laughs> it's pre-Hera training a bunch of Nazis to fight in space. The Alphabet Squadron. Oh yes, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that was that's a weird series of the message. The bad guys can be good guys too if you look at it the right way. Like, right? What? <laughs> huh? Um, <laughs> I I had totally memory hold that book. Uh, it was just <laughs> it was gone from my life. Now it's back. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate that. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I do uh, have to say, seasons two and th- so I'm sorry, seasons three and four are excellent in Rebels, but. Um, the last arc of season two is really, for me, the pinnacle of that series. That is the Ahsoka Anakin part, right? Yeah, ah- ah- Ahsoka Anakin Maul. Maul um, yeah. You know, like that. That's a good, good moment. Yeah. Oh, Liz, yes. how did you feel about Maul versus Obi Wan? I was I think, just going to ask that. Yeah, I think you and I talked about that without Liz on an earlier podcast, if I remember correctly. I believe so, yes. Oh, I forgot about that. Was I he... forgot that he showed up. Yep. Obi-Wan kills him. Yeah. Maybe for real this time? We think I so? I did, yeah. Well, that's why I forgot. Yeah, I was telling my brother, because I was telling him we should watch Rebels, which I don't think is ever mm-hmm. going to happen. I was like... Oh, come on. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Ron is in it. I was like, and... Maul shows up too. Yeah, I, how did I forget? Yeah, I didn't expect Obi. I, I didn't expect him to kill him. To be honest with mm-hmm. you, it was great that he showed up. Love Darth Maul, great villain. Um, but yeah, I it was also unexpected. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I didn't really know what to expect out of Rebels. Um, which and I was always generally pleasantly surprised. <laughs> what I love about that uh, Obi Wan Maul fight, and I talked about this before, is that I. Obi-Wan gives off big Mr. Miyagi vibes in their fight where <laughs> yeah. like he's just doing the simplest moves but they're working, right? Like mm-hmm. because he's just at that point he is so he's so one with the force, he is so, you know, expert at the ways of the Jedi that he is able to just not really exert too much energy and just, you know, smoke that dude. Mm-hmm. Um and does yeah. so in a way that that feels compassionate though. You know, Obi Wan, yeah. he he's not really trying to like make him suffer or anything. He's just he's just doing his job. Yeah, it's not man. like he 
cuts his legs off and throws them onto the side of a volcano. No, no, been there, done that. You know, <laughs> that was He's a, older, wiser now. Yeah, that was, that was anger issues in the past. He's to, now... be, to be fair, it is sort of uh, Obi Wan's mo to cut someone's legs off as he did it to Maul once, and then did it <laughs> yeah. to Anakin. So, Anakin. yeah, yeah, and then also, if you zoom out a bit, it really hammers home the fact that the kind of like the theory that. If Obi-Wan wanted to fight and kill Vader, he could have. Yes. Interesting but you say that. that would not have done what needed to be done in the universe. Yes. So, interesting you say that. A uh, couple of weeks ago, I decided... So, it, part of my, my, my job is I, I have to uh, do a bunch of uh, uploading of podcasts for other people. And it is very mindless work. So I will occasionally put on a movie or a TV show in the background as I'm doing this. And I decided I was going to rewatch the Obi-Wan Kenobi series from last year. Because I remember people really hating it. And I remember me having mixed feelings about it. And I wanted to take it in with all of my expectations already decided. Like... I actually think that's one of the reasons why I hated the prequels so much when they first came out is that it could never have lived up to the expectations that, like, you know, 18 years of Star Wars fandom bank built into them, right? There was just there was too much <laughs> baked in mm -hmm. for yeah. me to approach those without prejudice. And so I have not finished rewatching Obi-Wan Kenobi yet. But I will say, I think it does work better on the second viewing um okay. and part of it is i think that i did not appreciate in the moment how how well ewan mcgregor plays his heartbreak over the way anakin turned out hmm. like he is he is thoroughly emotionally destroyed at at finding out that Anakin is Vader and and all or not, I, I think he knows he knows his name is Darth Vader because he he's like spying on the hollow when Palpatine says rise Darth Vader so it's not that he it's not the name is present but when, when he finds out that Anakin's still alive was he presumes that the guy he cut in half and let a volcano eat up was dead which you know I understand why he mm -hmm. did that and so like the the just the emotional toll that it, that that news takes on Obi-Wan is very well played in the series. And um yeah, in general I just think that we have we have crossed we have crossed a threshold with Star Wars stuff where it is no longer novel that there's new Star Wars stuff. And so every the criticism is comes fast and furious not to mention another film series we love uh the last time i saw the two of you together i believe was while watching fast x uh, um, what a great what a great day yes yeah. absolutely yeah. um but you know because it's just sort of commonplace now well rather it's 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 more commonplace now but people still put sky high expectations on it where i feel like with let's say the marvel cinematic universe at this point, people don't expect all of those things to be great. 
And so you'll hear people talk about. I'm trying to think of a, of a, of a recent example. I have not watched. Um, what's the new show called? Uh, invasion. Secret Invasion. Secret invasion. Yeah. Secret invasion. Mm-hmm. I've not watched that, but I've heard people say like, "It's not so bad," as opposed to saying, "It sucks. It's the worst." Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like that quality of show, if it came out five years ago, would have been <clears throat> just roasted. Okay. Does that make sense? Like. Yeah, people have settled into the MCU in a way that we still haven't settled into Star Wars, uh, in terms of not expecting everything to be mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Next on my rewatch list is Book of Boba Fett, so strapping in for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's see if a new set of eyes really helps that one. It won't. Uh, <laughs> I don't think. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear what you think. Yeah. After the rewatch. Um. But so you know, we we are recording this uh, in in five days. Ahsoka, the two episode premiere, will debut on Disney Plus. I I am trying to go into this with low expectations because Ahsoka is one of my favorite Star Wars characters, mm-hmm. um, and the character that really made me fall in love with Star Wars again, like after you know, sort of falling away after the prequels and all that when i came around to the clone wars finally ahsoka you know was my my entryway back into sort of obsessive star wars fandom so i have a lot of high expectations high expectations just built in because of just you know who the character is plus this is a dave filoni production and uh, i love dave filoni and, you know, Rosario Dawson is excellent casting. Mary Elizabeth Winstead is excellent casting as Hera. There's just there's there's so much good the show is going for it that I'm trying not to build it up so much that I will be disappointed. But I'm curious to hear what you folks are thinking about going into it. I, I I'm excited for it. Um I I hope it turns out to be something um good because i enjoy so much of rebels it really is um some of my favorite um kind of star wars to watch and i hope that uh they keep it up but who knows i i feel like i was i'm going in excited and i was excited before i finished rebels but before I finished Rebels, I really had no idea what the show would be about. And I think now that I've finished watching Rebels, I at least have maybe some sort of expectation of what the story could be about. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't make it, I'm going to say anything better or worse, I guess, going into the show. Um, and in terms of expectations, I... I guess I'll say I'm just excited, which I guess is good. I guess that means my expectations are a little high. Um, but I I am m- maybe more excited for this show than I have been for some others. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, we'll, we'll see where that takes me. Yeah, I, I <laughs> once think... We start talking about the show once it's released. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, there has to be a YouTube video that I can watch that's like four seasons of Clone of Rebels in five minutes because I have not seen those episodes in a minute. I would like to refresh my memory a little bit on certain things. And then I think I'm going to rewatch all the Ahsoka episodes of The Mandalorian and Book of Boba mm-hmm. Fett. 
just to get myself, you know, reintegrated into the into the world. But I'm 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 hopeful for this. I really am. Yeah. Um, Plus, this gives us an excuse to podcast more. Heck yeah. And I believe I believe this year we're also supposed to be getting Skeleton Crew. Oh, yeah. I I feel like that is on the horizon. Yeah, I mm. let's see. Uh, it's scheduled to be released in 2023. Yeah. Okay. All right. We still haven't seen a trailer for this. There was there was some footage that was released uh, at Star Wars Celebration, but we have not seen much of that. Hmm. So yeah, it's expected to be released in November or December. All right. So cool. We have that, um, which is fun. We also have, uh, I think there's more TV coming this year. Is there? I, uh, maybe. I mean, there might have been, but not anymore necessarily. <laughs> well, that'll be next year <laughs> when <laughs> the result <laughs> of the strike will come to fruition. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I, I know, like, for instance, that Ahsoka finished filming like, almost a year ago, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it just it takes so long to get this stuff uh, going. Um, but yeah, uh, regardless, I am excited. I'm excited to be back in the saddle podcasting with you folks. I hope you guys are excited to, to have us back. And I hope that you remember, uh, because it's been a while since I said this, that uh, the Force will be with you always. 